The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is Danhausen's very nice, very evil introduction to you, the Danhausen's who are listening to the Rough House podcast. And if you do not, well, guess what? Danhausen has a special message for you. And so does uh, Christoph and Marty Housen. Guess what it is? That's right. Up yours. Listen to the podcast or up yours. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 204. Wow. I'm Marty. Wow. We, we're cutting weight to become cruiserweight champion. Yes. And I'm Christoph. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in two weeks, uh, we cannot uh, go after the, the Cruzador title, unfortunately. We've been I'm coming for you, El Legendo de Fantasma. <laughs> Certainly better you than the random Evolve cast-offs that are getting title shots these days. Yeah, just to you know, just, just jump into that for a sec. Uh, yeah. Half the people whose names I read on NXT recaps, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are definitely in a, a weird transitionary period with with all things NXT. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. There was a very, very good match on NXT this week, uh, one that I highly recommend if people did not watch on Wednesday, they, they go out of their way to see. Um, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. You know what today is, Chris? Uh, bleh, Sunday? Uh, beyond that. Um, November 22nd, 2020, year <laughs> of our Lord. Yes, yes, that that is accurate. That Our is Lord accurate. Satan, but but it is the thirty fourth annual Survivor Series. It's, oh, that's today. Is this evening? Uh, it's it's occurring in uh, about ten hours. So is that the reason uh, why hours. my news feed has been nothing but fucking Undertaker for the past four days? <laughs> yes, which is partially why I haven't been so active on Twitter because I can't stand to see that old fuck. <laughs> Um, let, let, let's just get into them. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Yeah, there's been a, a shit ton of Undertaker in, in uh, not just our lives, but pop culture's life uh, the, the past week. Because everything is building to this final farewell, of which mm-hmm. there's been no context and explanation. Beyond right. the fact that, that it is the end of The Undertaker, it's not a match, I guess? No. Um, I, I guess it's a ceremony. I don't really know what they have planned, but in turn, Undertaker popped up, uh, on, uh, in People Magazine, uh, which, oh, with, with the pancakes, with, with the pancakes, which let me tell you, Undertaker, even from like three years ago would dunk current Undertaker's head in a toilet for this. Like yeah. this. <laughs> a million percent. Vincent Kennedy, or not Vincent Kennedy, Vincent McMahon Sr. Yeah. is rolling over in his sarcophagus right now. Yeah. It is, because uh, you know they didn't put him in the ground. He's, yeah. he's above ground somewhere. <laughs> exactly. He's he's actually in the MSG rafters. We might have been near him when we went, <laughs> we went and saw New Japan. <laughs> I, th- I think Sting 
confirmed that at one yes. point. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he spent a lot of time up there. Um, but uh, it's it, it's very, very weird. Like, look, I understand we are, are definitively in a post-Kayfabe era. Like, the Young Bucks book came out this week, and it's called Killing the Business. Like, yeah. you know, we, we, we are very much in a space of everyone's in on the con. It, it is not, uh, and I don't mean Tony Khan, I mean a, a C-O-N. The curtain has been lifted. Right. But Undertaker was one of those guys that really strived more than most to retain his air of mystique. He was not a guy up until somewhat recently when there was the, the whole to do about um, StarCast and, and oh. well, there's that. But uh, up until StarCast, he was not a guy that did uh, promotional appearances or signings. Um, right. He was not a guy who really ever did any of those like kayfabe breaking uh you know wwe dvds or anything like that yes we've had like the what's it the the last ride uh bio series on uh on the wwe network and, and things the like award-winning that. wwe network fair point fair allegedly point. um we have to see the paperwork on that but this is a guy who has for better or for worse looked to maintain his mystique, even in situations that looked incredibly ridiculous. I'm looking at you a uh, moment during uh, the NBA season two seasons ago when he was stood up by LeBron James. Are you familiar with this moment? No, I feel like I should be, but I'm uh, afraid I'm so, not. So it's, it's responsible for one of my all-time favorite photos. Uh, just Google LeBron James uh, Undertaker and, and, and go ahead and, and throw it up. Uh, Got in, the Google, Google machine search. out now. So what happened was LeBron James, when I believe this is when he was still with the Miami Heat, uh, they won the NBA Finals. And during um, the parade, it was either the parade or like some of the post-game press conferences, he was wearing an Undertaker T-shirt. As the Cavaliers. Oh, it was when he was with the Cavs? Okay. Or at least, unless there's a separate uh, LeBron James. Uh, no, why LeBron James refused to meet with the WWE star, The Undertaker. Yeah. Okay. So what happened was the following season, Undertaker goes to the opening game. It might have been that he won because he went from the Cavs to the Heat back to the Cavs. I think there might have been a dalliance with the Lakers as well. Anyway, um, yeah, you got around. Uh, Undertaker went to the season opener with WWE media in tow and the idea was i'm gonna go meet lebron you know and lebron never came out of the locker room because no one ever contacted him to get the okay for it he's like <laughs> not on my dime mark not happening <laughs> yeah he's apparently not cool with someone uh trying to make money or gain fame off of him yeah uh. <laughs> but there's this amazing photo of like undertaker in his full gimmick yep uh michelle mccool and a really bored looking WWE cameraman yep, uh, just hanging out, hoping that they'll get that shot. And it is to me, that's the moment for as much as we, we talk about in ring, how much he fell apart. That to me is the moment where the undertaker lost all his mystique. Why does he need his gloves at that point? Like he's got his like faux MMA gloves on in this photo. Never know um, when he's got to throw a soup bone, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, God, it's real I bad. I hate but, this guy so much. But but this week in particular, you had the the People story, the People magazine story, People.com story. He did not make those fucking pancakes. Definitely did not make those pancakes. Um I would I would dare say he's never 
made anything in his life. I cannot <laughs> imagine a world where fucking mean Mark Callis is in this uh, camo kitchen and and flipping hot cakes on a fucking uh, flatjack. I can see machine. him grilling though. Hundred percent can see him grilling. That's I'm talking yeah. about in the kitchen. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm saying. You know, charcoal, brother. Get that Hank Hill <laughs> shit out of here. I'm charcoal only. Give me some uh, uh, Kingsford. Hey, Kingsford. You know, throw, throw me a couple uh, briquettes, brother. <laughs> he, he's not in there making souffles or baking cakes. No, or no, no. He's decorating he, gingerbread cookies with his. Uh, this a great British bake off. With, <laughs> with his weird ginger son. Um, <laughs> It's just come the fuck on. So, so yeah, he he had this story. He did an episode of Hot Ones. Jesus fucking Christ! He, he you're has, not getting a gig on The Mandalorian, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, it already yeah. it worked once. It's it, not going to work it again. It worked once. It had nothing to do with wrestling. Like it was right. literally just. Yeah. You know what? We, we see this gal. She seems cool. Let let let's put her in our Star Wars show. Yeah. We're not. We're not. You had your moment to be a space bounty hunter in Suburban Commando, and that's it. Sorry, Mark. I would uh, I would rather take the three million Scoville hot sauce and pour it directly down my urethra than watch <laughs> Undertaker on Hot Ones. And the thing is, I love Hot Ones. Like uh, it is a genuine one of my favorite things on the internet. I, I I absolutely adore it. I refuse to watch that episode. Also, Undertaker has a TikTok now. Oh Jesus Christ! Yep. Yep. And okay. the, is he doing like dances? I've only seen one video update and it was more uh, a gag with Michelle McCool than than actually Undertaker doing anything. So if he's smart, which he's clearly not considering where he stands on certain things, yeah. um, he would take these popular TikTok videos with the yes. songs or whatever. I think this is how it works. It's like a song plays and then you react to it. On t- I'm old. I don't know how TikTok works. <laughs> you're, you're, so I, you're, you're pretty much on point. So what he should do if he had half a fucking brain in that massive melon on the top of his neck is, you know, cue up one of these popular dance songs and then come out full gimmicked. Uh, you know, guy liner and everything, and then just do a slow walk towards the camera for each one of these TikTok dances. <laughs> It'd go fucking, uh, hey man, I'm an idea guy. All yeah, right. Yeah. It's certainly better than what they did, which was really dumb. But also, uh, Undertaker, uh, the first official uh, uh, embarkment of the WWE cameo relationship as Jesus uh, fucking Christ. Yes. <laughs> Give me a name. Give me a name of one of these fucking marks who paid a thousand a thousand American dollars for one, one thousand of American 30, dollars. One of thirty limited edition Undertaker cameos. That is ten Benjamin Franklins. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Had to do my math there. That's right, right? I don't do math. No, no. I'm old and I don't do math. Yeah, These are two things about yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're learning a lot about me. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And I want to know what fucking basement dweller uh, just fucking um, <laughs> stole his mom's credit card. <laughs> and what are, what are these things? 30 well, seconds long? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that's funny is there because there was a counter on screen. Uh, I, I, I saw some people online who were actually like, oh, well, there's 11 of them left. Up oh, there's six left. Wait a minute, there's eight left. Thirty. That's three hundred thirty-three dollars per second. Yeah, that's insane. That's yeah. criminal. 
Yeah. That's fucking stupid. The people who do this, who bought those, those 30 people yeah. are morons. Yeah. And I hope that um, you get shits creaked and lose all your money and end up in a terrible town but I, I, uh, with I, Chris I really Elliott hope as the mayor. What I, fair. What I really hope – what I really hope – by the way, now I'm just going to keep picturing uh, Mark Calloway as – as uh ronald as shit. Levy? Uh, no, oh no as ronald shit like that oh, that i think is a is a more direct connection um roland, roland <laughs> yes roland shit yes yeah. um <laughs> i just really want to see because you know how you can <laughs> stay with my good hand <laughs> god damn you i what, what i really want to say is with these cameos because you can see past cameos people did i want to i i hope i pray we get to see the ones he did because he know there's one of those be like, "Hey, this is the Undertaker here. Sorry to hear about your grandma. She will always <laughs> rest in peace." Um, I if, had had I a thousand disposable dollars, I would have done. I would have. This is the Undertaker, and you're listening under- to the Roadhouse podcast. No, 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 no. Fuck that. I don't want his name attached to this. I'll bury him for 20 minutes on the show, but I don't want his name attached to it. What I would do is I would do the, um, hey, this is the Undertaker, and I have a stinky butt, and I like to smell my own butt, and do the old the, the old Simpsons bit. And I would make him say my some of the most, smells, like and my butt smells, and I like to smell my own butt. Uh, or, or. I would make him do the Mo and the lie detector bit, talking about uh, how he has a hot date at home. Lie detector goes off. Uh, he's got a date at home. Lie detector goes off. Um, uh, I, I, something with a Victoria's yeah, yeah. Secret catalog. <laughs> Light goes I, off. I don't Sears deserve catalog. this. Being... Brother. <laughs> I don't deserve this. It breaks the machine. <laughs> I saw Triple H and Stephanie in a closet, and they were kissing, uh, and they had a baby, uh, and one of the babies, they stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> or just just the one line i like men now <laughs> i do wonder how many of because because like i said there were times where the the number went down and then the number went back up i because of course you can you get a camera you can yeah. refuse them i do wonder how many of those were like this is the undertaker saying black lives matter <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, nevertheless nevertheless so we had the cameo. We also. <laughs> this is the Undertaker brother. Yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> uh, uh, we also had the release of the Undertaker slash Snoop Dogg clothing line. <laughs> I can't. I mean, look. I'm sure these are selling like hotcakes because people have to realize that this is one of the stupidest things ever. So you have Snoop Snoop is shoot legit Sasha Banks's cousin. Yeah. Have there been any collab shirts? No. Sure. He showed up at uh, he WrestleMania did a or whatever. Theme. Yeah. Which was great. Love seeing Snoop. I respect the hustle Snoop. Uh, you know, legend doggy style back in the day. The jam. I get it. <laughs> Uh, the Snoop Lion stuff, not really for me, but I respect your uh, artistic uh, attempt there. Why the fuck is this happening? There's <laughs> well, been n- well, for Snoop Dogg, because the check cleared. Well, okay. I, but who who approached who? <laughs> I, 
I cannot, ima- I cannot imagine a world again where meanwhile Callis shoots uh, Mark Carano an email or a text message or a jitterbug. <laughs> I, 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 I really think I need to do a clothing collab with Snoop Dogg. A telegram? <laughs> yeah, saying that I want a, I want a, a, a t-shirt with me and a lowrider next to fucking Snoop Dogg or something. I mean, at least when they did – and it was equally as cringeworthy to me – at least when they did the, the Triple H Motorhead collection – but there was a relationship. There was there. a relationship there. There was a connection. Uh, Triple H was friends with Lemmy. Motorhead did nuts. a number of his themes. Like yeah. there, there, there was a connection. There, it, it wasn't just let's throw these things together. Have they even interacted in person? Now, I will say, I don't know if you saw this last night. <laughs> I can't believe I'm describing this as a thing that happened last night. The Undertaker went on Instagram and did a live stream with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Who Who's teaching him how to do these things? I, I guess he has a, a a small daughter that I saw from the Pancake Photo in People Magazine. So is this small daughter the, the, exposing him? She doesn't know to- who Snoop Dogg is. Yeah, but like, the, how the fuck does The Undertaker know about Instagram Live? I, I have like, no idea. I'd imagine he spends his off time shooting things and polishing his guns. Yeah, and, and watching and, OANN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like how the what what God damn it! It's it's literally just just crushing the few bits of sanity I have left in my mind right now that this is this is a thing that's happening. I I've said more than a few times that 2020 feels like people like there, there's an AI that is running the plot of 2020 and it's just well, oh I, I i made an ai watch the past 30 years of history and this is what they came up with for yes, 2020 yeah. and here we are yeah like i i earlier today i uh i was having a conversation with my wife because there was a tv ad for it's old, 10 o'clock uh, well, How are you guys getting up and starting to fucking talk i know right um we we, we were watching tv there was an ad for old navy and rupaul was on it and i mentioned yeah. because this is a true thing we learned in 2020 i said Did you know rupaul's really into fracking it's <laughs> a real thing. That's a real thing. RuPaul pro fracking. Start your engines and make that natural gas money. And, and I, I read a story uh, on the New York Times this week about how uh, there is uh, stock fraud occurring. And apparently the source of it has to do with a Chinese company that owns mansions that uh, are lived in by TikTok performers. And again, I'm just like, we're just throwing <laughs> shit at the wall. So now we have The Undertaker and Snoop Dogg made a clothing line together. <laughs> hey, this is The Undertaker. Murder is the case they gave me, brother. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. But but nevertheless. For shizzle, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> when the pigs try and get at you, blue lives matter. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh man! Well, tonight is <laughs> tonight is Survivor Series, and uh, the the main event of the evening uh, is of course the the collision. They're going to uh, tape the Undertaker back outside the shed. They're just going <laughs> to Vince McMahon is just going to old yeller the old fuck. Yeah. Please, I would give you my money, Vince. That's if you want if you want me back if you want my money back for the award winning WWE Network. Old Yeller, that motherfucker tonight, and I will subscribe until the network is canceled. <laughs> but the the main event of the evening is uh, a battle of the respective brand champions. <clears throat> as on the SmackDown side, or nothing. Uh, yeah, SmackDown side, we've got Roman Reigns. On the Raw side, we got Randy Orton. <laughs> oh, hang on, that's not right. Uh, 
We've got <laughs> Drew McIntyre now uh, in the mix as Drew McIntyre <laughs> defeated Randy Orton on Raw, the first world title change on Raw in five years, I believe okay. was, was the right. stat. So now it's Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, which actually on paper could be a very good match. Sure. But you landed on the exact issue with Survivor Series as a whole this year. And, and honestly, At the past year. few years since yeah. they've started doing the brand versus brand initiative, which is there are no stakes. There is yep. there's there's <clears throat> nothing explained in terms of if SmackDown wins, they get this. If Raw wins, they get that. There's nothing. And we have all these elimination matches. We have all of these title uh, or champion versus champion matches. And there's no... There's no reason for them to be happening. And and the thing that's even more infuriating is if you look at the women's uh, tag match mm-hmm. uh, and, and the men's tag match, the, the multi, I think it's 10-person tag matches. The Eliminators, yeah. Yeah, the Eliminators. Survivor Series matches. Uh, yes. The, the matches, the builds on each brand are none of the teams get along. Yeah. No one likes each other. Everyone wants to be the leader. Can they coexist? Can they coexist? Copyright but that's happening with, with every team on both brands. And I don't understand why anyone wants to be the leader because it gets you nothing. <laughs> it's- Here's where they fucked up. Okay. So we always complain about uh, – and I'm sure we'll do it later in the show. Like, oh, yes. it's late November. It's War yeah. Games time. Yes. Oh, it's October. It's Hell in the Cell time. Yes. And then they force a storyline into it. Right. There aren't people feuding on these shows where it could be, you know, uh, team fucking uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax against right. team Lana right. versus and Lana picks her poison of, of people uh, to, to go against. Like this is the time to force the storylines. But instead, you've you've settled into this brand versus brand thing where the points don't matter. And, you know, last year, NXT swept the whole fucking thing and nothing came of it. Yeah, literally nothing, nothing happened. happened. They got, you know what, maybe, maybe actually because they won, they get to not have to be a part of it this year. Maybe that's <laughs> yes. what it was. They, <laughs> they, they win. That's that's their prize. But it, it's so easy. Like, just as you started to, to talk about this, I was like, OK, well, the winner of the Roman Reigns versus McIntyre match, um, that, <clears throat> that brand gets to headline WrestleMania. There Ooh, you go. Done. Whichever there title it is, whether it be the fucking still hilariously named Universal Championship or the uh, the WWE Championship. They, boom. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the Survivor Series matches, are there, are there is there one men and one women? There, there, there's, there's, a, there's women as men. I, I was actually going to run down the card if, if you want oh, okay. me to, to, to right. jump well, into I'll, that. What, what but, I was going to say is yeah. that, you know, then you have the winning team, um, you know, get more picks uh, in the Royal Rumble or something like or that. Or maybe they are the last five people in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, like there's so many ways with your existing shows and stupid ideas to make shit work and be for something and yeah. not just we don't give a fuck about brand supremacy. Me, yeah, because personally, I don't give a fuck about any of it. You, you've you given also no reason <clears throat> for me to be a Raw guy or a SmackDown guy. Right. The the shows are interchangeable to a, 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 a like, a, hilarious a, degree. A, a hilarious degree where you could, as, as we were talking about earlier, you could just feed the past me more. 52 weeks of Raw and SmackDown results into an AI and it would spit out something that sounds like these shows. Um, yeah. But uh, here's what we've got planned for the show. For the pre-show, we're going to have a dual brand battle royal. Again, 
No stakes. Just going to have Raw people and SmackDown people. Winner gets to win. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for, bragging rights. Why don't they just rename this Bragging Rights? That's, that's what it used to be. That was the show. That was a standalone show called Bragging Rights. Where I know. It, I know. It, 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 anyway. Um, for the women's champion versus champion match, it's Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Probably going to be very good. However, we literally just saw this at SummerSlam, and it wasn't very unique to see it then. Mm. Um, we, I remember people liking the match, though. Yeah, no, the, the match was good, <clears throat> and this will probably also be very good. However, we've seen it a lot. Yeah. Uh, we've got Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Uh, Bobbert Lasharelli versus hey, Sami Zayn. Hey, Bobby, hey. Bobby. Hey, Bobby's going to drop a bomb on a fucking truck of medical supplies to Syria tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. He's uh, a heel, right? That's what they is, do. They, they is, destroy lives. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so it's U.S. champion versus IC champion or realistically the continuation of a feud from 2018. Oh, God. Oh, that was one where uh, they brought out his <clears throat> sisters or his family and said he uh, loved his sisters. Yeah. And, and like they that. had like a pose down match or something. Oh, yeah, it was really boy. bad. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you, Krusty. Uh, in a tag team champion versus champion match, this also could be very good. The, Sm- uh, the SmackDown tag champions of the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins smoke. and Montez Ford, yeah. uh, going against the Raw tag champions of the New Day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Again, could be really, really good, but there's nothing at stake, so it's going to be, at best, a good match. Um We've got the women's elimination match. Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce versus Team SmackDown, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia. Wait, Lana's on the same team as Nia Jax? Yes, and it's pissed off Nia Jax that she's continued to put her through tables. Oh, that's why she's been putting her through the tables. No, Is that no, why no, she's no, no. St- she, oh. That wasn't why she started. It's why she's continued, though, because she's really mad that Adam Pierce put her in the team. So why did she start putting her through tables? Uh, I mean, because Rusev got hired somewhere else. Ah, I see. <laughs> I see. Um, just a, another complaint about this whole card as a whole. Yes. Um, is this not wrestling for wrestling's sake? This is and, literally wrestling for wrestling's sake. And isn't that the thing that Vince McMahon said that we don't do wrestling for wrestling's sake? Well, it's not wrestling. For, actually, now I think about it. It's not wrestling for wrestling's sake, Chris. It's a battle for brand supremacy. But as we've discussed at great <laughs> length, exhaustive length. Yeah. Brand supremacy means jack fucking shit. But if you ask Vince, he's going to tell you it's about deciding what's the better brand. Is it raw or smart? It's the one that makes him the more money. Yes, which is Raw. SmackDown. Oh, you know what? That's right. SmackDown, the the, the Fox yeah. deal is worth more. Fox, yeah. I keep forgetting that, that uh, SmackDown. That he, they're on the network. <laughs> well, that SmackDown's <laughs> technically the better child for the first time in its 20-year history. Well, just um, look to see where Roman Reigns is. <laughs> fair point. Uh, so the men's eliminator match, Team Raw is AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, <laughs> and not Matt Riddle. Uh, going against Team SmackDown of Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin. Ugh. Seth he Rollins. He the King gimmick? Yes. Seth Does Rollins. He the crown and everything? Yes. Seth Rollins and Otis. God. So, what's the deal with AJ Styles' uh, 7 foot 7 heavy? Has anything happened with that? Not really. It did come out that apparently he doesn't speak English. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, which right. raises a ton of questions such as, how did AJ Styles hire him? <laughs> well, not only that, uh, why? Because AJ Styles uh, prominently in the we don't like foreigners camp in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, where he lies. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's interesting. I wonder if he'll become a factor tonight. Oh, I just remembered. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, Otis, uh, interestingly enough, a part of this, even though his feud is with both his former partner, Tucker, on Raw and <laughs> The Miz, who is also on Raw. Is The Miz uh, in this you didn't He's mention not, name, but you? I'll talk about him in a second because, oh, he, of course, the main event, the he has money in the bank, Drew McIntyre, uh, Roman Reigns. Um, I imagine that Miz will try to cash in during this and probably Otis will stop him and probably Tucker will stop Otis. Okay. Uh, because we'll, there's nothing that says main event angle quite like Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns being interrupted by the fat comedy guy, the should have been but never was in Miz and who the fuck is this guy in Tucker? What um brand is the Miz on? Do they they get he's dropped on the raw? He's on okay. Raw. All right, so he so it could have been he would be going after Randy Orton, but instead he's going after Willie, and uh, that was a cue for the make way for Willie bit. Yes. by the way. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Come on. I'll make way for Willie. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, okay, All I enjoy right, the fact well. that the sound effect has the little bit of uh. Uh, Superintendent Chalmers getting smashed at the end there. <laughs> yes, yes. Highly. Love me some Superintendent Chalmers. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be a very mixed show. Uh, look, the tag match is probably very good, uh, the, as in the tag team match, not the multi-person tags. And Oscar yeah. uh, versus Sasha should be very good. But the rest of it is a... You know what? Up until it turns to do some sort of fuckery, I bet Drew versus Roman Reigns will be good. But yeah, I mean, those two, they're two shit kickers, man. They can go in there and, and beat the hell out of each other. But the rest of it can go pound dirt. It's a it's a real shit fest beyond that. that now, when you say pound dirt, I know it's an old expression, but do yeah. you mean punch or fornicate? <laughs> yes, okay. both, both. All right. So I feel like you'd have to do a lot more preparation to an area of dirt to fuck it than you would to punch it. Speaking of fucking dirt. So NXT this week had one thing that I can absolutely recommend to you. An absolutely balls out fantastic match between Women? Io Shirai yeah. <laughs> and Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. It was Good for them. fantastic. Uh Rhea got fucked up hard to where they yeah. had to and and this is real fucked up to say out loud. They had to cut five earrings out of her ear. Ah. Yeah, she was bleeding real hard from the ear during the match. and uh, bleed bad. And they, they had to cut the earrings out of her ear. In the middle of the match or post-match? Uh, post-match. Post-match. Okay. All but right. still. So she, wow, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's pretty brutal. Did it happen from a kick or something? Do you know what, uh, what it was? Did it get caught in a turnbuckle? Uh, I, I don't remember what specifically set it off. I just noticed at some point during the match, and they were, they were working snug. Um, at some point, Rhea's ear was bleeding. Um, they were so, working snug. We were working stiff. Yeah, hey, um, but uh, it, it was a very, very good match. Should have been on a takeover. Sadly, won't be on a takeover because he. Sorry, why was this not? Yeah, why? Why did they pop a rating on 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 TV? I, I think that was it, and I think also probably one or both of them will be uh, a part of the women's war games match. Uh, um, I, I've seen some speculation that Rhea might be getting the main roster call up as early as tonight. 
Um, but that would then mean Io would be in the uh, War Games match. Okay. I mean, I guess that would be good for Rhea. I mean, man, she had all the fucking... All the all the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fire rocket. She was rocket strapped, brother, brother. Uh, yeah. And then she lost at WrestleMania, and then that was it. And then she's been floundering uh, like a fish out of water ever since, which is a shame because she is super talented. Yes. She's got a unique look. Um, you know, attractive. There's there's really not a lot of downside there. Yeah, it, it, it's it's nothing but upside. And um, you know, I definitely thought that after WrestleMania, that was going to be the direction for her. Uh, you know, getting the the rub from Charlotte Flair and so on, but uh, instead, you know, she's kind of floundered for the past six, seven months. And so, you know, maybe they can redeem it. Maybe they'll do some sort of gimmick where someone from the women's team on Raw or SmackDown, probably SmackDown, because they could use some star power on the women's side. Uh, gets Carmella injured. isn't getting it done for you. <laughs> uh, anyway, one of them gets injured, and you know, uh, Rhea is the surprise replacement. Um, but some. Uh, Charlotte Sitch. I know she was doing an injury thing or maybe doing some kind of outside of WWE work. What's her uh, situation? Uh, Last I remembered, she was having some sort of surgery. That's why Andrade's been out as well, because he's helping her recover from it. I don't know what surgery it was. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what surgery it is or was. I just Mm. know that that was the the explained reason. Uh, I don't know when she's due back or, or anything like that. Um, so hopefully huh. we, we can see her uh, real, real soon. But yeah, War Games uh, is going to be coming up on December 6th, so two weeks from today. Okay. All right. Now, if, if I, again, had a 1000 disposable dollars, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to giving it to an Undertaker cameo. Yes. If uh, Andrade and uh, Charlotte set up an OnlyFans, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would funnel that thousand. But then they that. get fired. That's that's how this works, Chris. You set up something. Yeah, but they're making a thousand dollars for OnlyFans each, so they could afford to not work for WWE anymore. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, they can get that little. The, the thousand dollars from OnlyFans is really gonna. I mean, pop it for I'm them. I'm not sure what Andrade's making, but it's definitely less than what Charlotte's making. I'm not sure what uh, you know. Mr. Almas is bringing home, but, fair, uh, fair. Um, you know, enough to buy a couple more La Sombra masks and, uh, <laughs> and, and work New Japan incognito. Hey, I, I think that's a great idea. Um, but sign, uh, sign, sign Will Ospreay and B Priestley versus on uh, uh, fucking uh, La Sombra and Charlotte for Wrestle Kingdom 16. Jesus Christ. That would be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't it, though? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chris. Uh, so uh, for War Games, it's going to be Team Shotzi. Versus Team Candace, they're really giving her a uh, the rocket strap here, Shotzi. Yeah, huh? yeah, uh, very, very much a clearly a big fan of hers. Um, no clear definition of who the teams are. When you look at the booking of the past few weeks, uh, it, it's probably be Indy Hartwell on Team LeRae um, for Team Shotzi. Uh, maybe an Ember Moon, maybe a Tony Storm. We'll see I how it plays out. The thing again. Okay. Uh, All the, right. The other match, of course, unsurprisingly, is the Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, Danny Burch, and Pete Dunne. Uh, okay. I have a question about this. Yes. So in the segment uh, on Wednesday, Finn Balor, you know, who was recovering from a jaw injury, I think Broken it was? jaw. Broken, Broken jaw. Broken jaw. Yeah. Gold glass jaw Balor over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was coming back. He's NXT champ talking about uh, – where the cat's away, the mice will play or something. Yes. So Finn Balor then gets jumped by McAfee and goons, 
which then brings out the Undisputed Era to set up this match. So why – where does Finn Balor fit into this? He can't work a match. So, oh, he's, he's not cleared. Yeah, so they just so, put him on TV to put him on TV. Yeah, to, to have the champion on television gotcha, gotcha, to gotcha, indicate okay. that he's still around – and then, you know, have him sort of give a, a nod and rub to the Undisputed Era guys as, I you know, see. I see. the the hot, uh, hot fiery baby faces that they are now, apparently. So weird. Uh, not as weird, though, as <laughs> the the booking of Leon Ruff, North American champion. Yeah, he's shocked the world last week and yeah. beat uh, Mr. Gargano, Mr. Yes. Wrestling, Mr. Skellington over there for so, the uh, North American title. So what's been going on with Mr. Ruff? So Mr. Ruff, Ruff uh, in the Ruff house? <laughs> Mr. Ruff had a uh, return match with Johnny Gargano for the North American championship. Did he lose it? Uh, no, he retained oh. because Damian Priest, who is Leon Ruff's best friend in storyline, punched Leon Ruff out. Causing a DQ, meaning Leon Ruff retains the title. So, oh, man. The only thing that I will give credit to is before he did it, he he literally <clears throat> loudly went, hey, sorry about this kid, and then knocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> so I have not been following any of this on NXT. And uh, Rough House listener Mo, uh, Mo Reese, I think it was, uh, asked, you know, was bummed out about uh, we didn't get into more about Leon Ruff on, um, on on last week's show. Yes. And just jokingly, I said, uh, you know, hopefully he'll get a long run that establish himself and get himself some character. And I said, but probably he'll, uh, you know, uh, lose a title to uh, Baron Corbin's Mexican non-union equivalent, uh, <laughs> Damian Priest. I had no idea that those two were even friends. Or, yeah, or it was had... established this week that they are that they are connected because it's a continuation of the Damian hey, Priest Johnny Gargano feud. Undoubtedly, this will lead to a three way where Damian Priest ends up getting the North American Championship again. I need to get the like, old Johnny Carson uh, Karnak yeah. hat because uh, either a that cat, or they a fucking cat missed. and a rat. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> great Karnak. Hi oh. Um. <laughs> God, we're old. Yes, we are. Like that. <laughs> that was even before our time. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that was that, way before our time. That, that was a reference that people of our age wouldn't understand. <laughs> Boy, what is wrong with us? Uh, a lot. A lot is wrong with us. Uh, Cheers. But you know what's not wrong? <laughs> We've got two tournaments going on at once in New Japan Pro Wrestling as the World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors have both continued. Well, unlike, what, uh, unlike what we saw last Sunday, these were not uh, dual uh, dual tournament shows. These yeah. were shorter, six-match, single tournament shows alternating between the World Tag League and the Best of the Super Juniors. Um, Chris, I don't know if you want to go through all the results or just sort of talk high level about where we are in, in the two yeah, tournaments. Yeah, this is a crazy week for me, so I didn't get a chance to check out much of this uh, to my chagrin. Um, I I don't think I watched a single tag match since uh, since last Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, World Tag League, just it, it's the, it doesn't really have the oomph behind it as a best of the super juniors and even the matches i've seen a best of super juniors um haven't really 
been really good juniors. They've they've almost been like G1 style matches with juniors as opposed to seeing all kinds of crazy flippy dudes and stuff like that, which is what I want from my junior division. Right, right. Now, I no no disagreement here Um, for those just wanting an updated standings. uh, The World Tag League, we've got a four way tie for first uh, six points each Shingo and Sonata. The nice. uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tongaloa, the Bullet Club duo of Evil and Yujiro Takahashi, and the Empire team of Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Good for uh, Yujiro turning that shit around after G1. Yeah. Uh, four-way tie for second with four points. Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr., Juice Robinson and David Finley, Tamahiro Ishii and Toriyano, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, and then... The Lost Posts tied for last, no wins at all. The team of Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens, and the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toa Hanare. And Toa Hanare is eating all three of those losses, I guess. <laughs> uh, all three of those pinfalls. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, for Best of the Super Juniors, uh, one, two, three, four, five way tied for first. Wow. All with four points. El Tough Desperado, uh, Hiromu Takahashi, Taiji Shimori, Risuke Taguchi. And Robbie Eagles. Uh, oh, and show. Taguchi? And show. And, oh, shit. I've missed two entirely. Show and Wado all have four points. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Taguchi. Taguchi. Tie for first. Yes. But what? But with one, two, three, four, five, six, six others. I was incorrect. There are seven people tied for first right now. And who are the, who are the other three? <laughs> so the full seven is Despy. No, 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 the the three who are not tied for first. Uh, Bushi with two points. Ishi, is Ishimori uh, and like no, no, no. Ishimori is one of those. Oh, he was one of those seven. Yeah, okay, he's one sorry. of those seven. So Bushi has two points. Uh, Doki has zero, and Yuya Yumura has zero. Okay, yeah, I forgot about Yumura. But everybody okay. else, uh, like all those people at the quote unquote top, are all two and one. Okay, all right. Wow, interesting. Um, so Taguchi being tied for first is mind-boggling for a number of reasons uh mostly because of his ass-based uh combat specifically his bare-assed combat yes Uh, a a lot of naked taguchi butt this week and you know new japan uh there are a handful of performers in new japan whose bare asses i wouldn't mind seeing there are some with very good taguchi is nowhere near the middle of that list, let alone the top. Yes. Um, why can't you just show us Kotobushi's ass every now and then? You know, have him stop eating sparklers and have him, <laughs> uh, you know, do a TikTok where he moons the world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to see what Very happy b- birthday to Ibushi, by the way. At least I think it was his birthday. Was it his birthday or was he celebrating someone else's in that video? I just thought he was randomly eating a sparkler. I don't, I don't know if it was a celebration or not. It was, hey, it's Monday. <laughs> Let me eat a sparkler. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the things that seems like it may go through Kota uh, Ibushi's mind. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Kota Ibushi show. Um, well, you know. I what I will tell you, Chris, uh, and I don't know why I know this. Like most things in life, it's just in my head, and I don't know how it got there. Uh, both show and Ibushi have photo books in Japan, which are uh, slightly tasteful nudes. You don't say. Yes. So, uh, how slight are we talking here? I, I mean, they could be posted on Instagram. Is what I'm getting okay. at. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's it's enough uh, to it's, it's enough to hint, but not enough to get the band hammer. Just 
Excuse yeah. me a second while I <laughs> type some things in. <laughs> Go to uh, Japanese eBay right now. <laughs> you know, Amazon.co.jp ships to the states. Do they know? Okay, all right. Yeah. Let me hit backspace there. Okay. It was a very long URL. Okay, yeah, let's just go here. Huh? Okay, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, add to cart. Charge the company card, and we have a company Boom. card. Yeah, on. man. I, I, I well, I was traveling, so yeah, I got. Oh, oh, you have a company card for your. I thought you were saying the Rough House had a company card. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can I can I charge this order to Amazon.co.jp to my Patreon account, please? <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay. Well, now I have to find those show tasteless nudes. You just ruined my Sunday, or made it infinitely better. Tasteful nudes, not tasteless. Very tasteful. Now, well, well, you know, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Season two, as they're calling it, of AEW Dynamite continued on this past Wednesday. On TNT, it was a very good episode with a lot of build to their big December 2nd show that they're now ca- now calling Winter is Coming in a bit of uh, cross-promotion, I guess, for uh, HBO. Well, promote synergy like a boss. Yes. So there you go. Somebody listen to some Lonely Island. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> more people should. In fact, I, I recommend the entire AEW roster. Uh, gets new themes from the Lonely Island as soon as humanly possible. Holy shit, that's <laughs> collaboration I did not know I needed. Yep, chocolate oh, and peanut butter right there. Uh, oh, boy. So, Dead center. Dead so the, diagram. So uh, before we dig into this, did you listen to the AEW Unrestricted with Jade Cargill? Because I went... I don't give a shit yet, and I just marked it as listened. <laughs> no, I, I did listen to it. Oh, okay. How um, was she it? She actually has an interesting background. Okay. Uh, um, and you know, I think had it been a normal debut and not a debut of a tease for Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. it maybe uh, would make you a little more interested in her. Okay. Um. But uh, but yeah, she has. I mean, she's super athletic. She's like an athletic trainer, and um, you know, she seems like a nice human being. It was. I mean, it didn't like illuminate me and make her her number one, make me her number one fan or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, nice to get a little background uh, on her, and you know. We'll see where it goes. And this week, as we'll get to, she had a uh, bit of a backstage altercation. So yeah. uh, looks like some things are in work here. Yeah. I, I, all I know is I uh, I saw it come up. And, right? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Uh, I, I saw it come up and all okay, I could no, think. I was oh, dang. Um, I saw the episode listing come up and all I could think was they were trying to make fetch happen a smidge too hard. That's that's where I sat with it. Well, I. Honestly, I mean, you know, you introduce somebody, you you want something to tell you a little bit more about them, uh, and they, you know, so mission accomplished in that point. I, I I learned a little bit about her, and I'm not, you know, changing the channel when she pops on screen, so that's a win. Yeah, yeah, no, fair point. Um, anyway, uh, AEW Dynamite kicked off this week with some hot fire tag team action. As the young bucks of Matt, oh, yeah. Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson 
defended the AEW World Tag Team titles against a young high flyer duo, Darius and Dante Martin, who are 21 and 19 years old, respectively. The team called Christ. Top Flight, who uh, have only been wrestling for a handful of years. They started building a bit of a name on the indies, and they got this invite uh, to do <laughs> AEW Dark and also appear on Dynamite. And this was a very, very big debut on the mm-hmm. national stage for the Martin brothers. They looked fantastic. I mean, the Bucks are two of the best in professional wrestling right now, hands down. Sure. I know there are a lot of people who kind of roll their eyes at the Bucks still and, and, and that sort of thing. You can't deny, like, I think some of their promos are shit. <laughs> yeah, most I, of their promos are shit, honestly. I, I, I think some of their t-shirts are dumb. <laughs> uh, but like I, Christian AF. Yeah, I... I I I absolutely respect the fact, though, that they have their hustle and it works for them. Um, but when it comes to delivering in the ring, they deliver well. And it was very clear that their role, their job was, we're going to make stars out of these kids tonight. And they yeah. did. Top Flight looked like, for as much as when the Young Bucks arrived on the scene and they pushed tag wrestling forward, it looks like Top Flight is that team that into the, you know, the 2020s, will be one of those teams that really redefine how tag wrestling works. This match was fantastic. I I was blown away by these kids. Yeah, they were very smooth, very super fluid in pretty much everything. Um, great tandem, they quick tags, everything you want to see from a you know from a from a hot new tag team. Uh, very much impressed by them. And you know, I, I feel like they they came off better than Private Party did in their first match. And um, Private Party came off very well in that I know. in that match. Yeah. But I, I feel like these guys just really, you know, took the ball that Private Party had and really just ran it in for the field goal touchdown. Was it field touchdown? Touchdown, touchdown has happened touchdown. when you go into mm-hmm. the you, you run you run in a you don't yep, run in a field yep, goal. Yeah, yeah, field goal. That's not something you do. Mm-hmm. Field, field goal kick. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. I don't, uh-huh. I don't do math. Sports ball. <laughs> I don't do sports balls. No, it's huh? okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, so are there I, I think, now four shoot brother tag teams in AEW? Uh, so you, we we've got the Martins, we've got the Jacksons, mm-hmm. um, we've got the guns. The Luchas. Oh, the Luchas. We've got the, and guns. the guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have four shoot brother tag teams in AEW. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, very very nice. Uh, but yeah, Top Flight, uh, if if they aren't already signed, they should be signed. Or maybe, as we all learned from the Cody episode of AEW Unrestricted, they're on a, a tier deal or something goofy. I, I yeah, can't. some kind of pen to paper for those guys. You want to, yeah. you know, you yeah. want to keep them in your uh, back pocket for when you need them. I will say some spoilers popped up and we'll see how real or fake they were. Uh, apparently, Top Flight is on next week's show. Uh, nice. So, or I guess... As the time we say this, this week's show. Um, So after the match, the hybrid two ran out and attacked top flight. Probably a little confusing without context. Uh, I only know this because I I, uh, paid attention a little bit to the dark results this week. So Britt Baker has a segment on dark now called the waiting room. It's her talk show segment and it's set up in a faux dentist's waiting room. That's clever. Uh, I like that. Yeah. uh, So she had an interview with the hybrid too. And the idea is they're tired of being ignored and they want the bucks to take them seriously and they want a tag title shot. So that's why uh, they attack top flight after the match. So uh, we'll we'll be seeing a a build to the hybrid two versus the bucks. 
Yeah, why would you not give TH2 a fucking uh, title shot on 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 Dynamite? Do it yeah. on the second. I mean, yeah. nobody expects them to win, but it's going to be a great match. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking that. Make that's awesome. I'm I'm all for that. So then we went to the first of two video packages as the Inner Circle took Las Vegas, and uh, here's the one thing I have to say: I was initially a little kind of squicked out by the idea of them going to Vegas. Well, it looks like Vegas is a fucking ghost town these days. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> so you know what? It might have been safer than me going to the grocery store as I did earlier today. <laughs> but honestly, it may have been some kind of closed set sort of situation That's where fair. they're like rented out a room and only had a couple people in the background and masks just to make it seem like they didn't really rent out a room. Um, I will say this, the first of the two segments was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, there were a couple storylines being woven throughout. I, I'm, I never thought I would say I'm looking forward to a Jake Hager match, yeah. but the way Wardlow and Hager are going tit for tat and staring at each other the whole time. Yes. Uh, I can't wait for Wardlow to beat his ass. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. We had a callback to, uh, the, uh, late dinner debonair as, yeah. uh, instead of having increasingly weird steak orders, uh, MJF and Jericho kept, throwing out the most ridiculous and strongest alcoholic drinks to the, where yeah. they ended up drinking pure Everclear. Good luck and Godspeed to you both, gentlemen. Shout out uh, Alex Zakis. Uh, yes. Uh, and uh, Conan, who both looks and sounds like shit, uh, yeah. popped up and uh, he and the inner circle then came out of a smoke-filled car. I, I guess the limo broke down. Is that what happened? Am I reading um, that correctly? I, I, would, I would venture a guess that the limo was in fine operating condition. But oh. there was um, some sparking of perhaps some blunts in the back no, of the limo. Fog machine definitely had to be a fog machine. Uh, keeping it keeping it real. Okay, we're going there. <laughs> uh, right. And then we had this commercial thing for AEW, and and I have to say I don't understand this. So Who, what is Director X? Who's Director Director X? Director X is a music video director who's worked with people like Jay Z, Kanye West, etc. They still make music videos. They still make music videos, Chris. For they, why? YouTube billions of streams, billions. Okay. All right. So, uh, sure. Also, uh, the other week, Apple actually launched a music television channel. On Apple TV, so you can just okay. Stream music so they actually play music videos. It, nothing but. Is it broken down by genre? Or is it just on complete it, shuffle? It's just on complete shuffle. I mean, you can like play videos, you know, on their own with the Apple TV app or Apple Music app. But this channel is just like, it's just you know a linear stream of music videos, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Huh. Yeah, we'll see if that works out. You need to bring back the box. Music television you control. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I remember watching the box and seeing people's numbers enter, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah. what video is it going to be? Oh, it's, it's fucking. It's Criss Cross again. It's Chris Fuck. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Leah? Really? Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they bought an ad on Sunday Night Football. Okay. That for AEW did. For AEW did. They bought an okay. ad on Sunday Night Football that was a 30-second version of this Director X thing. Okay. It did not mention TNT. It did not mention Dynamite. It did not mention Wednesday. It did not mention 8 p.m. Cool. So, I, well, I mean, <sighs> I would like to see if after that 
commercial aired and probably i'm sure uncle dave did a breakdown of this i didn't get yeah. to the observer yet but what kind of google searches for aew spiked after that spot aired um i was you know legitimately curious to see if it piqued anybody's interest and some people who were watching the foosball yeah Bobby Boucher. I, I, I mean we did see a bump in aew ratings that i can't really attribute to anything else beyond people finally giving up on election coverage <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> so uh they haven't called it yet <laughs> But the thing that is so weird is there was all this hype. There was a fucking NFL commercial for this. It's a two-minute video. That's it. And all I saw was uh, Nia Jax smashing a Mercedes windshield with a sledgehammer. What else happened in this video? Uh, uh, you had Scorpio Sky in it. You had uh, Colt Cabana in it. You had Cody and Brandy. You had Hangman Page. What was the con- Were they talking about like that it was pro wrestling even? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Talking about how you know right. uh, they're they're redefining what pro wrestling can be, and uh, you should if year one went great, you should see what year two is going to be. And I was just like, okay, okay. that that was it. <laughs> All right. It, it, it looked nice, but yeah, I, I, kind of a baffling use of money for from where I sit. Well, you know, the con empire isn't uh, strapped for cash these days, so hey. Yeah. So John Moxley was cutting a promo, and during this promo, he broke the internet. But <laughs> but it started off as just a really great promo talking about his run as champion, about how yeah. you know his neck hurts, his back hurts, his shoulder hurts, his knees hurt, but he keeps okay. fighting. He he okay. takes down monsters. He takes down uh, you know thugs. He takes down friends. Yeah, he's still champion. He's still on top because he wants to be the best wrestler in the world. I've got two titles on two different continents. (laughs) I got a pregnant wife back home. What? What? Yep, that's right. (laughs) It's not just Shota Amino who's the shooter because somebody went straight for bullseye on this one. I (laughs) oh, it's John Moxley. And Renee Paquette are having a child. And of course, it's also worth mentioning very quickly, Renee is launching a podcast this week titled Oral Sessions. Oh, uh, Oral Sessions. I thought it was Loads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they should call it Loads of Oral Sessions. <laughs> With a compilation. I, I feel like, that, down, I feel down like that, that, that name might actually be used for something else you could just Google on your free time. <laughs> like the like it's, it's about uh somebody who owns 100 copies of metallica's load album right? yes that's exactly what it is yeah. there you go okay. All right. uh but anyway great promo. reloads yes great <laughs> promo to uh to to put over the match on december 2nd a match i am very much looking forward to then we had orange cassidy versus kip sabian this was a decent match um oc started doing his shtick uh at the beginning it feels like they are getting uh, the the more and more that OC is on television, the more and more they're like he starts with the shtick, but then gets into higher gear earlier on in the matches. Yeah, I also feel like maybe uh, it, it's a hard line to toe. I feel like maybe OC is wrestling too often. Um, yeah, yeah, I I don't disagree. You know, the mystique is kind of being diminished more and more and more. Um, He's a very you know, good wrestler, though. I he mean, he is, and he's popular too, which is why they're doing it. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But at the same, you're 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 sacri- you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, sort of thing, right? Uh, on, on that, so you know, I don't I don't know what the fix is. Um, but you know they, they they've had the story, and 
have Trent and Miro had a match yet? They have not had. Uh, oh wait, no, didn't they have one a few weeks? Did they? Didn't Miro have a match with Trent? I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah, vaguely they, remember that kind of. They, they did. They did. It was very good. Uh, it was yeah. like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But all right, but I want to see it again because the yes. way Trent was staring down Miro at the end of that. Well, fucking gross. well, the Great. thing I wanted to point out was not just, you know, the stare down, because clearly they're building to best friends versus Kip and Miro yeah. for probably December 2nd. Post-match, Miro rushes the ring, and it is the most hot fire rush to the ring I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, you would have thought he was trying to rescue his son from underneath a car. Like, he he just absolutely went for it, and it was awesome. <laughs> It's like it, it, he ran like somebody had a copy of Final Fantasy one dangling over a fish tank. <laughs> yes. And because yes. he's a video gamer, you know, yes. that, that's yeah. that's his whole personality right now is that yes. he likes video games and that he's the best man at uh, video games, at video games yes. and for being a best man. So that's cool for him. But, yeah, no, that was uh, that was a bit of fire. But I feel like the commentary didn't really do him a lot of favors. See, I was going to say I kind of liked him on commentary. Did you? I, I, okay. He he reminded me of a uh, a more jovial Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston gets up in people's asses, but there's this thing about Kingston where when he's on commentary for a match, you can tell he really loves pro wrestling and he, and yeah. and like his joy comes through. Oh yeah. Uh, Miro <clears throat> didn't have the I'm going to get up in the other commentator's ass bit, but he was definitely enjoying watching a match. <laughs> so like there was there was a there was a air of positivity to it that i enjoyed well but i almost took that as him being uh, a fucking nerd just yelling to, <laughs> to kip like because he can't hear you yeah. uh you're over there he's in the ring bouncing around and bumping uh, are you, you sure know, it's on, not that far away uh, i don't know actually yeah maybe maybe yeah but you know kayfabe way wise yeah it just he, he kind of came off like a dork i don't know so th- this was something that didn't really work for me, although the more I thought about it, I had a moment of something that could be absolutely amazing if it happens. I don't okay. think it's how it's going to go, but follow me on this. So after okay. uh, after the, the OC and Kip match and uh, the official announcement that the December 2nd show is Winter's Coming, we had the contract signing between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Omega comes out. Has his big entrance. He's rocking a suit. He's got the cleaner glasses, whole nine. He was announced as a cleaner, too. Yes. Giovanni called him the cleaner. Uh, And then John Moxley's music hits. Moxley can't be found. Cuts backstage. Moxley's knocked out, being attended to by Doc Sampson. And Jerry Lynn. uh, And Jerry Lynn, yes. Uh, Always (laughs) great to see Jerry Lynn. Uh, Omega's pretty unfazed about it. Ends up signing the contract. The pen doesn't work, which made for some awkward television. But then the segment as a whole was just kind of like, well, that's weird. I just had a thought the other day. I'm going to go ahead and throw out a guess here. Chris, do you know who lives in Florida? A lot of people, mostly rednecks and old people. But do you know a certain professional wrestler who lives in Florida? Uh, a lot of them, <laughs> most okay. of them actually. Okay, <laughs> may, may, maybe one who would have a reason to attack and or soften up a John Moxley. Oh, somebody who uh, is is prone to make people uh, fall into slumber. <laughs> yes, yes, put put them right to sleep, uh, okay. and also right. has a briefcase that indicates he he should be getting a title shot real soon from John Moxley, and uh, also uh, 
has quite the history with people getting beat down in the backstage area of a pro wrestling TV show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so if this turns out that Kenta attacked John Moxley and that's how we start having our crossover with uh, New Japan, I'm all about this. I don't think that's what it's going to be. Like, I think yeah. the, the possibility of it is, let's call it less than 10%. Yeah. But I thought about it a little bit. I'm like, fuck, that would be so good. If that's what it was. Yeah, that would be absolutely fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, it, it was probably like, you know, the Bucks or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. something weird. Uh, or, or it could have been Hangman Page. Trying to get back, uh, trying to get back into the favor of everybody. Uh huh. Because he's definitely he's been on the outs even more so. Yes. Uh, the past uh, since the loss at Full Gear. So yeah, yeah that could be interesting yeah, as if well. If you haven't been watching BTE, uh, the the sad saga of one Hangman Page is really yeah. making for some depressing television. <laughs> That's all right. John Silver's there to make everything better. Yes, he is, and uh, we'll get to it. But John Silver had a very, very fun promo in this show. Yes. Um. Yes, so we went back to the inner circle in Vegas, and at this point, it just turned into a full spoof of The Hangover. Uh, yeah, this one didn't really yeah. uh, do as much for me. Um, fucking swoggle in a diaper does absolutely nothing yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I, I. It was a zero for me. They could have ended after the first segment. I would have been fine. The Elvis bit was okay. Elvis joining the inner circle. I kind of, I kind of chuckled at that, <laughs> but you know, everything else really didn't, uh, didn't land. And then what was also kind of weird was they cut back and Jericho's on commentary for the sole purpose of announcing it's him and Hager against SCU next week. What's the story there? Uh, I think they're going back to the thing that Jericho announced weeks ago at this point that he and Hager are going to try to go for the tag belts. Oh, okay. All right. Then they have to go through SCU for that? I guess so. I don't know, okay. dude. Okay. All right. I'm sure the match will be fine, but I was just like, sure. that's a little weird. Anyway, we then had the return of the bastard pack as he Hell went one on one with the blade. Uh, Eddie Kingston on commentary. I thought from the jump this was going to be like a five move squash. Because Pac comes in, levels Blade, beats yeah. him down, absolutely destroys him. But then Blade ends up carrying the match. And credit where credit is due. And, and maybe this is why they did Pac versus Blade first. Pac definitely was showing some ring rust. And Blade is like one of those, I mean, I, He's I, sharp. it sounds like I'm, well, yes. Uh, it sounds like I'm daring him with faint praise, but. Uh, he's a he's a Sean Spears type in so much as he's a really good hand in the ring, yeah. And he's a guy who can, you know, if you're looking to get back into shape, kind of how Curtis Axel used to be. Whenever they bring back The Rock, they'd send him yeah. to work with him. Um, uh, I think Blade was a good guy to get Pack back on his feet because there were some spots that looked a little ugly. There were some spots that really didn't. Hit I mean, all the, the one way. DDT is he's coming back in the ring. He totally yeah. fucking missed. Uh, yeah, you know. But and, I don't think it was. I don't think it was like super. I don't think it was bad by no, any means. No, no, no. I I actually really enjoyed it. And they actually kind of beat the shit out of each other yes. in a couple spots too, yes. like really laying in some chops and strikes. Um, so I I was into the match. It it, it got real real snug, uh, which yeah. was super fun. Um, and Pack ends up winning uh, with the shooting star into the brutalizer, which is a nice one-two punch there. Yeah. Uh, but what was really okay. exciting was everything post match. Man, this was my shit. Yes. So Pack grabs the mic, yells at Eddie Kingston. While he's yelling at Eddie Kingston, the butcher lays out Pack, and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck yeah! You want to give me Pack versus the butcher? Let's do this." 
Yeah, next week. Let's go. So Butcher and Blade are beating down Pack. Eddie Kingston grabs the mic, is taunting Pack. Here comes Ray Phoenix. I'm like, oh shit. We we are gonna get Pack and Ray versus maybe Kingston and Penta soon. So Phoenix is, you know, trying to make the save, but it's three on two. Not the enough game. there. Here comes Penta. Penta's got a steel chair. Looks like yeah. he's gonna level his brother. Instead, goes right after Kingston and Butcher and Blade. So, complete with theme music, the Death Triangle has returned. I'm surprised they did it this fast, but you know what? If the whole idea was with putting Kingston together with the Lucha Bros, like, yeah, let's give them something gap. to do as a stopgap, <clears throat> yeah. We, we can return back to where things were, rebuild Death Triangle, make them a force to reckon with. Uh, I, I'm fucking cool with it. Fuck yes. Triangulo de la Muerte. Give yes. me everything with them. I want two hours of them every week, please. Yes. Uh, and yes, very, the music is back. They're back together. Um, you know, I love me. I, I'm fucking rocking a Pentagon shirt right now. Uh, yeah. My fucking dude. I'm all about that life. Uh, let's get this shit going. Give me that six man at winter is coming and uh, run it through revolution at least. Yes. So we went back to the back again as there's an altercation going on backstage. The aforementioned Jake Cargill is beating up Brandy Rhodes while Vicky and Nyla hold back the officials. Kind of which a is weird thing there. I thought they were yeah. breaking up Vicky and Nyla. Right. Uh, Jake Cargill ends up pilmanizing Brandy's hand. Um, I'm a little generally confused, not just by the combination of Vicky and Nyla, but the fact that I thought Jade was Shaq's representative to go after Cody. I, I mean, yeah, Brandy. Yeah, but Brandy shit, got but in her face. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I, and and I, I recognize for a show I enjoyed, I've had a lot of moments of, that's weird and I don't get it. <laughs> well, you know, some of these things are, you know, just they're starting a story. So yes. you have to yeah. give it give it a chance to yeah. and, and they, fully they, develop. And they have earned the benefit of the doubt yeah. versus another large company that we – spend a lot of the show making fun of uh, because they actually tend to deliver on things. Yes. There was another weird story bit in the following match, which absolutely ruled um, the, the, the match ruling that is not the story bit. Uh, so it was the NWA women's world championship match, Serena Deeb defending against Thunder Rosa. This match was fucking great. Like yeah. uh, these two have incredible chemistry. Thunder Rosa is a star and a half. It was so good. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, there was a Kenny Omega interview over the weekend that he did with uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, and the amount of joy and pride he had over AEW's women's division hosting this match was very palpable. Like, okay, th- you could tell uh, this was his shit. I thought you were going to say he was like taking credit for it. I was like, no, whoa, bro, no, these no. are not your people. I know Serena yeah. Deep signed. With right. AEW. But, but uh, it, he was very clear, like, how lucky they are to be able to feature this type yeah. of match <laughs> and to have women like Serena and Thunder Rosa to help those that need that extra push along the way, yes. need that extra okay. bit of seasoning. So, Whew. yeah. No, he's <laughs> – uh, uh, the other thing I came away with, uh, with from that interview, uh, which I recognize is paywall, so not everyone can check it out, but uh, Kenny Omega is very good at PR. Very good at PR. Like he he's just very responsive, and he and even when he's saying like a total bullshit answer, it sounds like it's real. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, a, a lot of credit you know, to to Kenna. When you're the, when you're the top guys in in Japan, you know how to you know butter people up. True. So the match about two thirds of the way through 
had interference first from Rebel, who was distracting the referee, and then Dr. Britt Baker comes out and hits a spinning neckbreaker on the ramp on Thunder Rosa. Yeah, ouch. Totally cool with Britt versus Rosa being the next step for both of them. Yeah. No However, doubt. this had nothing to do with the finish of the match because they ended up going another three, four, five minutes afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So it was real weird that that's um, how they played it out. I guess. I mean, I guess you're you're making it uh, seem like Thunder Rosa is even more powerful than to be able to withstand that and then, you know, get some yeah. more high impact moves in before losing to the uh, whatever the finisher was like a uh, power face buster thing. I'm a jig. I don't even know what they call Serena Deeb's yeah. finisher, but um, it worked for the win. And um, but then. I feel like the post-match pull-apart and brawl and scrum was actually really good. And Thunder Rosa had that fire in her eyes going after uh, Baker, Britt Baker and chasing her around. And it looked like she's ready to fucking kill. So, yeah, let's do, let's do that shit. Yes. All about uh, Rosa versus Britt. Totally cool with it. Just I thought like, the execution was strange. To- okay. Could be totally fine with where it goes. But, again, another moment where I'm like, why is this being handled this way? Anyway. We go back to the back once more as it's the Dark Order's own John Silver and Anna Jay. As John Silver, basically, uh, this was very much uh, uh, addition by addition as opposed to its horrible cousin addition or excuse me, subtraction by addition. Um, as John Silver cut this great. Too much math. Yes. <laughs> cut this great, great, goofy, but intense promo about Anna Jay. And turns out the Brody Lee demanded a championship match for Anna Jay against Hikaru Shida. That's going to be next week on Dynamite. Anna Jay cuts a very brief part of it, said, saying, you know, when we first fought, I was a rookie, but now I'm in the Dark Order. And, you know, vowed to win the match. I like the pairing of John Silver and Anna Jay. On- it's a very odd couple sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, it, it works. It works well. Um, and watching BTE helps supplement that for sure. Yes. Um, you get a little, couple extra layers in there. Um, so. So, yeah, that was that, that was that was a good bit. Uh, you know, more John Silver, please. Yeah. And, and it really also struck me, like, how much of a almost sideshow Bob stepping on a rake esque career that <laughs> Anna Jay had in that. She had, I think, eight matches before her random match in AEW. And her random match in AEW was because of COVID. They had to do this taping at QT school. And she just was an extra that worked out. And someone at AEW went, she could be a star. And now, like, yes, she's still learning. She still had, you know, maybe at this point, 30 matches max. But someone went, she could be a star. We can do something with her. And now she's one of the top women in a division of one of the top wrestling companies in America. I mean, that's so crazy how, like, just that one moment blew everything up for her. Yeah. Well, maybe that's something Kenny Omega can take credit for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Being the one to go, in, hey, in, in we regards, can do more with yeah, her. In regards to the women's division, which isn't a long list at this point. <laughs> yes. And then they did the standard pre-main <laughs> event rundown of what's going to be next week on Dynamite. The only additional match, which we haven't mentioned, that is officially signed. Pack and Ray Phoenix versus the Butcher and the Blade, which should yes, be please. very good. So the main event was Team Taz of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks going against Cody Rhodes and Dabby Allen. Um, there was a weird Darby Allen video package where he set himself on fire in a church. <laughs> like, don't, don't know what that was supposed to what symbolize. Uh, I, 
I I I enjoy watching Darby Allen wrestle. Yes. Very much. Yes. I don't understand his fucking character. Is just is he just like uh an an emo art school kid? Is that what it is? Like I don't Yeah. I, that's that's where we are. You know, who likes to throw himself off things and climb buildings and with a, you know, sweet drone footage and stuff like <laughs> it's it's like gerard way directing clerks it's like come on it's uh, i i don't know it's not it's it's not working for me i'm going to say this about what the main event was and it's going to sound like i'm i am shitting on it but i actually mean it in a good way this was a raw main event it it was the the uh. perfect version of it whereas the it wasn't about the in ring it was about the storytelling of what was going on overall yes the in ring was good but it was about telling the story of, you know, the feud between Team Taz and Cody yeah. and Darby. You know how Taz is uh, uh, maybe a a smarter or more conniving manager than Arn Anderson because Arn got ejected, Taz did not, so that allowed right. Taz to, uh, you know, get involved and in, in, in that sort of thing. Uh, also, nice bit of storytelling uh, as it looks like we're going to get our next TNT title match. Uh, the finish being. Brian Cage hitting an avalanche drill claw Christ. on Darby Allen. Yeah, who you, I'd imagine I, Brian Cage is a beast. Well, I'm sorry, yeah. he's a machine. Um, yes. But even so, you you're not able to do that to too many people. <laughs> yes. So you know, Darby wearing weighing you know 130 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, it worked. And uh, after the match, Team Taz continued the beat down. All of a sudden, here comes Will Hobbs. Is he looking to make the save? <laughs> not so much. He is not <laughs> making the save as he takes the FTW belt and lays out Cody. As Will Hobbs has officially accepted the invitation to join Team Taz. So Team Taz like is it. now Will Hobbs, Brian Cage. And, of course, Ricky Starks. Absolute Ricky Starks. Everybody in that crew needs matching black and orange gear at this point. That's what they really need to do. Uh, It was one thing when it was just Ricky Starks with uh, his own unique gear versus Brian Cage. Everybody needs to get on the the Taz Halloween color train, I feel. Yeah, I'm a big fan of black and orange. Um, So the one sports ball I do enjoy. Uh, (laughs) I will also say about that match, I think that Cody and Cage has Mm -hmm. have really good chemistry together. I was very surprised by that watching this match. Thank you for reminding me of that. They yeah, they were very good together. Yeah, very, I'd like to see more out of those two uh, at some point. But yeah, like you said, it, it did. It was kind of there to advance the story, um, and the action was good, and it did advance the story. And it's an interesting story. So, you know, I'm curious to see how it all pans out. And you know, people are factioning off uh, mm-hmm. even more so now. So it's kind of got a New Japan esque kind of feel. You have your Dark Order, you have the Elite, you got yeah. uh, Team Taz, you got the Eddie Kingston family, you got Triangulo de la Muerte, you got all these little different uh, factions over here. So uh, I, I am uh, I'm, I'm into it. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the show overall. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it very much. And just before we go, Chris, I have some breaking news. The Undertaker now sponsoring Undertaker flavored Blue Chew. That's right. You get Undertaker flavored Blue Chew when your dingle dangle ain't feeling the tingle. Go ahead and get you some undertaker and you can finally rest in peace (laughs) 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire? We got it. A 2 by 4 with a nail in it? We got it. A kendo stick? We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick? We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility? We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake? We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day? We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles? We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading up to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.